All right, gents. Welcome. Strap yourselves in. It's episode mm. 48. Oh, buckle up. 048. I, I issue that instruction at the beginning of every every episode. It shouldn't be new news to you, Nick. Uh, have you not been have no, you not been a... buckling in? <laughs> I got, I got the I got the like you sent out like an all hands mm, memo right, or something. Right. And I did which was but then with, you had to call with, me to tell me well, to check. Well, with the read receipt and I didn't email, get a I, I didn't get a response emails. email from that. So I yeah, I haven't read any emails that you sent me. Okay, I, well that that actually explains a lot. So uh-huh. The other thing is that you know, since since we're talking about the the issue here, um, if you right. could, um, are we doing this now? Is this part of forty eight? Well, I mean, I didn't want to bring it I up, know you, but I know you you sent me an email about this, and I I didn't read that one, but I knew it was coming. I figured so there I was a reason now. that you hadn't been getting in. You hadn't been responding to anything. There's the there, you know, there's the wine and cheese mixer going down next <laughs> week. Ah uh, yes. Yeah. It's next week. That's happening. I know about it. I mean, I'm a connoisseur. I, right. And I Greg, you you drinking. responded immediately. And I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah. I'm bringing the camembert That's and right. the uh, bourgogne. Oh, but yeah. I was going to say, what kind, what kind of cheese? But mm. kind of Greg bourgogne. has the cheese covered. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. Don't, <laughs> okay. don't, worry, don't worry your pretty little head about it. For now, Nick, we'll, talk, right. we'll talk about this after the episode. Okay? So just... You hang on after uh, after Greg hang, hangs up, okay? What email were you sending this to? <laughs> I've, I've got them. I just am curious which one. That's right. It's episode 48. Uh, we're all buckled it, in. It's a happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. I love that number. 48. It is. It's a good one. It's, it's a good yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Divisible by a couple of different even numbers. Many. Lots of I think them. Six, Several. Maybe an eight. Several. <laughs> Anybody who played 24 well, is a kid. it's also divisible by three. Yeah. Is it? Greg? Uh, sure. Adds up to 12, too. Yeah. <laughs> It is, yeah. Uh, no, it is. Listeners, if you could check the math three. major on that, we'd appreciate it. But uh, in the meantime, this is You Should Check It Out. My name is Jay. I am Nick. And I'm Greg. And we apparently. have a huge... <clears throat> <clears throat> what? <laughs> I, said, huh? I'm, I said I'm Greg, apparently. Apparently? Yeah. Was there some doubt? Um, I'm, all, I'm in and out Okay. these okay. days. <laughs> all right. <laughs> for consistency's sake, I think it's important that you introduce yourself yeah, as Greg. Yeah, if we could just okay. stick with Greg be... just for this episode. And all right, afterwards. fair enough. Okay. That works. Well, we have an awesome episode for you, believe it or not, <laughs> folks. We've been thinking a lot about albums, and uh, uh-huh. we want to talk about albums, the concept, listening to them, environments, set and setting. I- I'm getting all excited. Greg, Greg, you should take over. Well, let me kick it off. There was a tune that I wanted to play for you guys. Okay. It's actually mm-hmm. off of an album that we've already talked about. My, my younger brother, Austin, when he was a guest on the show during our brother's episode. Oh, uh, yeah. He played mm-hmm. the last track off this album by Thundercat. I believe it's called What It Is. Um, okay. And this is the third track. Actually, my Father's Day gift was actually this a copy of this on, on wax. A beautiful Ooh. red red wax. Nice. Um, oh, nice. And uh, I was, I think, like cleaning the apartment. And it came, this third track came on. And I was like, what is he up to now? This is Thundercat <laughs> with Lewis Cole.
Yeah, dude. And that is featuring, again, Lewis Cole. And I don't know if you guys are hip to Lewis Cole or his no. band, Nowhere. No, not at all. Nowhere is kind of like if Wolfpack was on ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the, you know what? I actually got to say, I haven't heard too much of them f- for a minute, but when they first came out, the same crowd that was always sharing every Wolfpack video <laughs> put this, like, you know, at the top of the, right. at the feed. Right. You know? So, I would say, though, that since then, I heard of Nowhere through that initial video. I can't remember what the song was, but whatever Nowhere's first video came out, was super impressive with the similar type of low-fi video production that Wolfpack is known yep. for, yep. but right. way more like electronic, but crazy jazz fusion chops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming from young bucks, you know. Yeah. So you're thinking like, all right, who the hell are these kids, you know? And they have a re- they had a really cool vocalist, a, a good uh, female vocalist on that track, but the Turns out the drummer in that band is this guy Lewis Cole, okay. and he's kind of the the I believe the sort of the brainchild of that band. And since then, he's been doing a lot more of things with his name attached, including a really rad video that came out where he had his whole big band in his house, and it featured Nate Wood from another great band called Knee Body, which I have to play with you. I have to play this band for you guys another episode. Uh-huh. Knee Body. Knee uh-huh. Body. Put that one, uh, and, Nick. Yeah, uh, put put that one on the notepad there. You guys will, no, you guys would Thank love me, body man. Anyway, um, so I, I can't, I obviously can't play it now, <laughs> but um, I, I I wanted to play that track for you guys because uh, it's sort of uh, it caught my attention That's it. and it's really it's, cool. It, yeah, Thundercat, obviously, you know we've we've brought him up. He's um, riding some of, kind of wave now, man. Like you just, I see him busy. in like every other. YouTube yeah. video, every other article, somebody's, yeah, no. somebody's mentioned them. Well, you know, it, it's it. You got to give credit where it's due. Yep. You know, it's uh, he's a he's a he's it, hot right now. He's hot, you know. He's a, he's an inspiring artist in a lot of different ways, and um, he keeps putting out quality stuff. You know, so anyway, it, exa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> you pack quality. It does. It does. It does seem like there's some musicians that are that are thriving in this ecosystem of like collaborating from afar yeah yeah. um and and it does seem like that's conducive to his his working style i suppose it is and he's he's made a lot of friends it seems over the years i'm you know i could go on and on about those guys and in fact there was an article that was competing in my mind for what i wanted to bring up this week uh about the west coast get down which we've talked about on the show and matter of fact nick you brought up somebody else from that scene last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Ambrose? What was the cat? Ambrose uh, Akinmusiri. Right. So, yeah. you know, a lot of the cats that ended up playing on Kendrick Lamar's uh, To Pimp a Butterfly, um, which I'm bringing up as a sort to sort of dovetail back into the main topic of this episode, which is great Ooh. records, right. you know? Yes. Just okay. great records. So, To Pimp a Butterfly, we've talked about that one a lot, but... Uh, the list goes on. There's so there are so many great records. What I want to talk about is not necessarily the great records that we know and love. I mean, I could talk about Dark Side of the Moon and blah 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 blah. I could talk about all those records all day long. We've done it to death. You know? <laughs> but I want to ask you guys about today. There was an interesting article in the LA Times right as the pandemic was starting, because uh, you know we're we're coming up on like 
month four or five of this pandemic. This LA Times article talked about how the art of listening to a record yeah. in completion, yeah. what does that mm -hmm. mean? And how do you do it? And I wanted to ask you guys, and I also wanted to share my experiences, how, like, when you, let's say when a new record comes out and, in, and by an artist that you love and you know it's going to be a great record, or right. at least something worthy of your attention for an hour yeah, on average, right? Mm -hmm. What do you do? Do you just put it on the first chance you get? Do you save it until <laughs> you know you're going to have a moment of peace? What do you do? It's, I'll say, I'll wait. I'll save my answer for okay. the end. Uh, okay. I'm going to default to any money, money, Nick. Nick. Okay. <laughs> what, do you have, do you have an this is, Yeah, I absolutely do. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so absolutely headphones. The it, it depends on how much excitement I have regarding just hearing any of it. Mm. Right. Like if it's a band I love so much that I just can't wait, mm -hmm. I will like sneak it. I'll sneak it with so the intent. Wait, 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 Nick. I don't know if you know. What's I don't up? know if you know this, but you, you said headphones, but on this show we call them headphones. That is true. Headphones. That is true. Okay. Did you not? Okay. I didn't, didn't get that so, memo. But, no, but carry on. Did uh, you email about that? Yeah. There may have been an email. Or you two. should just just email me about okay. it. I'll yeah. get back on it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, new album comes out. Yeah, depending on like the artist that it is and how excited I am about it, I, I may sneak a little bit. But the way that I typically will do this is some sort of isolated scenario, either outside mowing the lawn, which I know sounds okay. awful, but crank it enough with the headphones. Yeah. Uh, headphone, yeah. headphone. Headphone. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, uh, that'll be the first pass. Okay. All right. Second pass will be putting the kids to bed, usually a different night. Because I usually try to like think about it after a little while. I, I really take seriously the whole album, listening to it yeah. as an album. So I, I'm all in on this conversation tonight, guys. I'm I'm super pumped. But it sounds like you need to have another activity going on while you're listening. That is ADHD. Okay. <laughs> um, this article that Greg is sharing with us, it, I'm fascinated if you guys practice similar uh, procedures as far as the seriousness that they take right this. which by the way just just because nobody knows what the article says sure. I, I, I feel like i should put it out there yeah, explain Sorry. a little bit but just but just, just very i didn't get a chance I, I i rushed to i wanted to hear what you guys said so, so badly yeah. but the the article <laughs> the article is more like the article is more like set the mood put on your headphones light some candles you know like all that mm -hmm. all that kind of bs mm -hmm. i'm way more i i, I don't want to bs jump, it's not BS, but I'm saying I, I can't. You can't do that every time. I understand. I that. can't do that every time, and I didn't. I, I didn't mean to say it was BS. Everyone's got their own process, and I respect it 100. percent But I'm 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 a little more like Nick in, in this regard, and you'll see. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll embellish later. But Nick, carry on. It, well, I would postulate that it is BS on a first okay. listen. Okay. Uh, it needs to be earned <laughs> because I'm not going to put. I'm not going to put that kind of weight behind the first listen of wow. an album okay. because that's really setting myself up to be either ticked off that I just wasted all this time or delighted that the time was validated. But Nick, is it wasted time? I, I, if I don't like it and I just sat quietly with candles lit. Is that, yeah, is that wasted time? Dude, I think you know. Nick, you, you got a kid. I'm, trying, like time I'm playing devil's, devil's advocate. But, I mean, that's... Nick, 
You talked Nick about your it ADHD. Is not, it is not. I mean, it, it is not. It's not wasted. It is not. No time it, is wasted time if you're doing it in the pursuit of something that you love. But Nick, Nick really values wax. You see, and so if the candles are burning, oh, okay, he, that's that's like, where like that's sheer where like quantity from. of wax wasteful. that's available. Yes. I, I understand. It's wasteful. Okay. It's very wasteful. It's wasteful. I, it is. Yeah, I didn't it's, think it, about it, that. It, right. Yeah, no. Well, uh, clearly, <laughs> and you need to you need to check your privilege. My bad. My bad. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I live in a very wax dense community, so. <laughs> and, and I don't know what kind. Of, I mean, I don't like mixing fragrances, so okay. that also okay. is confusing. Okay. So. Yes. Yeah, I'll step no. back. <laughs> okay. No, but I will say I will say that there will be a if I get to a point. So usually what happens is after the if I if I go back and listen to it a second time quickly, that's when I start sharing it with everybody. Mm-hmm. But then I got I and this is tricky because I need to find a replacement. But I had at at my at my old office a a, a, a nice set of Bang and Olufsen headphones mm-hmm. that would warrant its own listen mm-hmm. with those with those monkeys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I gotta I gotta figure something out about that because I don't have access to those. You had to give them back. Blast. I just I just now realized <sighs> this is kind of existential, guys. I need a minute. <laughs> no, that, that is a dagger, man. I, if all the rest of it was fine, but the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> well, may I step in while Nick is collecting his please. thoughts? Please. Um, yes. Oh, so please. so to me, like the the perfect example is the recent new album by Bob Dylan. It was just released last week. Right, I haven't and, heard that yet. And I yeah, haven't I, I, I haven't heard it yet, not because I haven't had the opportunity, but because I haven't had the opportunity in the right setting. Right. Right, mm. so I listened to the first two tracks. I put it on, normally in the morning when I'm working on other stuff, I'll put on instrumental music. But I saw that that album had dropped, so I put it on, listened to the first couple tracks, and I was like, I think there's the chance I might really like this album. Mm-hmm. And so mm, I, st- okay. I paused it, stopped right. it, and that, it's been on the back burner until I've had the chance to listen to it in full with a with dedicated you. listen with the right headphones, headphones, yes. headphones, headphones. And yeah. Um, yeah, so I I mean, I'm with you on that. And, and Nick, I'm, I'm with you on, you know, for albums I'm unsure of, at least, you know, like giving it a trial run, a trial spin first in another setting mm-hmm. to what see whether did. or not you like it. Uh, but I would say for most artists that I really respect or ones that like albums that I'm experiencing expecting to like um i will set aside valuable times you know mm-hmm. for a proper listen yeah and sometimes that means i don't get to that album for a couple weeks which is the case with the right. bob dylan album and the the neil young album that dropped right. on the same day i still haven't yeah, thanks for thanks for reminding me about that yeah, yeah. those those are yeah. two that are on my back burner i haven't gotten a chance to listen to in, in full yet what about right you Greg? Of new well stuff. it's I fall in line with, I, I, I agree with both of you guys, actually. I think we're all coming at this from the same place. I love what Nick said about mowing the lawn, because I've definitely done it while I vacuum. Okay. Or when I'm in a plane, which is another, like, kind of, there's a lot of uh, other activities Is anybody else, like, different, like... Airports and planes for me are like really special music environments for me. Oh yeah, big time. For some reason, I don't know why. Like, I, if I didn't have, uh, I wouldn't be able to fly if I didn't have headphones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's something I, I, about I, the, that environment too that just makes you feel so. And it's it's not like a, it's very singular, very closed. <clears throat> you're in your own world environment, but you're in a public space and there's people around. But it's agreed upon that everyone has to mind their f- 
fucking business. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. And like, it's okay if no, if, if, if you're not polite to me, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. We're in an airport. We're just getting yeah. to the next place. Right. And once we arrive at that next place, then we have to be polite again. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. That's really interesting. I, I, I often will, I'll often like think about like in a circumstance like that, I very rarely will introduce a new music because I'll find like I affiliate it so much with that with that trip. Mm, that, yeah. Like, uh, but I'll often think about music, like think about what I want to be feeling, and then go find an album mm. that has done that for me, and then yeah. bring that into that yeah. environment to kind of put me in the mindset that I want to be I, in. I, I can tell you this: you never know. And and, and going to Jay's point, where you all of mm-hmm. a sudden you're like, "Hey, this new album came out. I'm gonna put it on." And sometimes you're just you're just checking it out, you know. You're just putting it on. Mm-hmm. Then like one or two tracks in, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. This one might be kind of special. Right. Right. Yeah. Let me let let me wait until nothing else is going on, and then I yes. will put it on. Um, Same thing happened to me with that the Fiona the Apple back. album that we right. that we talked mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. It, you guys had sent out some messages like, oh, you got to check out this album like early in the day that we recorded that podcast and I started to check it out and I was like, uh, this is pretty dense. I need to like set this right. aside for like a time when I can mm-hmm. actually listen to it. Right. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is that we've all been around music enough to know that a great record, I mean like a really great record is kind of rare. Yes. Yeah. You know, beautifully rare, and, but yeah. it does happen inevitably. And mm-hmm. when it does and in these days, or in any any day, you want to you want to seize that moment and just like harness it for all it's worth because it's so special. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we all have our own like kind of. It's so funny. We all have our own like rituals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, it's important though. Yeah. 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 What's so, so funny about all of this, Greg, is that you know you shared this article from the L.A. Times. It is an yeah. L.A. Times article. Yeah. So. Earlier last week, my wife shared that with me. The same one? Yeah, exact same article. And, and of course, it appealed to me because, you know, I enjoy listening to music in isolation, downstairs in my room, with the lights off, in the right, right. setting, on my extremely expensive hi-fi equipment, you know. Right, completely nude. Mm-hmm. It, completely nude, of course, <laughs> with candles right, all course. around me, just yeah, wasting yeah, wax. Like, you have yeah. no idea. The biggest wax waste right now. <laughs> Guilty, as charged. If it's warranted, wasting wax is fine. <laughs> that's good conscience. There, wasting wax good. is warranted. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's the title for the, uh, title for the episode. So yeah. my wife texts me this article, and I'm like, oh, that's neat. She said, would you like to do this tonight? Would you like to listen to an album with me tonight? Ooh. I was like, whoa. Okay. And I had to, like, I honestly, I was like, I sat on that text for a while. I was like, are you f***ing with me? Like, <laughs> yes, I would love yeah. to do that. Absolutely, please. Let And so, you know, we set up the, of course, you know, with me, there's got to be rules. There's got to be, like, stipulations, the whole thing. Ah, so we got. Yeah, you got to complicate we, things. Of course. Right. <laughs> If you're not complicating things, then you, you can't, then you can't criticize it afterwards. So, you know, no, we've we've been actually been doing this for like the past until tonight when we we're recording this episode. The last four nights we've we've done this. We've turned off the lights down in, in my little studio and we've listened to at least one album 
an evening. We've lit some candles. We've turned off the Ooh. lights. We've um, this is got, got, we've gotten into the right mood chemically, I guess. If that uh, so, oh, I see. Uh, okay. <laughs> we were ready to enjoy. And the, the the beautiful thing is that my wife, you know, she said, "Well, you get to pick the albums." I was like, Whoa. Every time, holy crap! Wow. I mean, that's that's a responsibility right there. So it is one that one that you would, I'm sure, happily take. Of course, dude, oh my god, take, of course. Take, 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 take my advice, Mashuga, nothing. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> that's a special night. That's a special night. Like, that's a special here, night. Now that we're here, yeah. let me just uh, <laughs> exactly, yeah, just exactly. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but it's been great. The first the the first album that we did was um, Miles Davis in a Silent Way. Oh, that was the mm. one I opened her. Now now she's a fantastic flute player. She's she was a music major in mm-hmm. in college, and um, she doesn't play now, but she knows music. And hey, she's not real yeah. hip on jazz, but she, I know that she would respect it. And so that's mm. what I went with. And I had a really good copy of that on vinyl. Oh, and and by the way, part of the part that I like the most about this, and this was her suggestion, is that we're going to listen to the entire album the entire way through without any commentary, without saying right. anything to each other the entire way through. Right. And that has made all the difference because, of course. Nick, to go back to your ADHD point, it's a meditative experience listening to an album. Mm-hmm. If you can shut your brain off and like allow your brain to experience what this person has put out in the world, like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's beautiful and it's it's also difficult. You know, it takes a conscious effort to do that in today's world. Yeah. You know, it's not a it's not a yeah. four minute single single. So I didn't mean to like hijack this whole thing, but it's just really interesting, Greg, that you no, 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 that no. you brought I mean, up this article because it's really been I, 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 beautiful. I figured I'd... what can be more relevant that I've been practicing the article. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. No, no, no. I, I I I was hoping to hit a nerve because I didn't really have that much to say about it. No, uh, but no, but it's it's funny because I, I, you reminded me of this really great memory that 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 happened. I don't know, maybe it's like ten years ago or something like that, but. I remember playing like some pickup soccer that morning. Like it was this ritual. When I was in DC, I had like these uh, these friends. We'd play pickup soccer every Saturday morning. And uh, I had the I came back home and I showered and like I made some brunch. And then I had the place to myself. And you know, you were saying like you know you got in the right mind chemically. It was the same thing for me, but it was like a afternoon, like a Saturday afternoon. I had the place to myself. Yeah. The sun was coming in just right, yep. and I and I had Bitches Brew on, uh, on wax. I just uh, I just gotten a really nice copy of Bitches Brew. <clears throat> nice. Like like it's not. It might be original. I don't know if it's original, but it has like like Merry Christmas, Bobby, like 1975 or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whatever. And I remember listening to it and being like, wow. I'm totally on board with this now. Like this, which was it was a record that kind of eluded me for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tough. You one. know, people would always tell me it was like a, a pivot point in musical history, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sort of the intersection of jazz and rock. You mm-hmm. know, so I'd I'd always listen to it, but with this like eager beaver kind of like I want to get this yeah. so that yeah. like yeah. I can just kind of like, yeah. yeah. And that, but like this one day, I just put it on like without thinking about it. And then there I was just in the apartment and I was like, wow, yep. this stuff is absolutely amazing. And the moment that it hit me was not the moment the needle dropped. It was, 
I realized that this music was making me think differently. Ah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. And, and, and then it's funny because if you look in the liner notes, that's kind of what (laughs) the reviewer is talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But another record that hit me that hard. And and after, after this, I'll, 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 uh, you know, I'll get off my soapbox. (laughs) But, um, I remember being on a, train to back from new york to dc and hearing to pippa butterfly right right it, it had uh. just come out and i remember list, I, it was the same thing where i'd heard a couple songs from it and i was like whoa, 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 whoa i'm gonna download this and then like when i have some time i'm gonna put this on yeah and like really listen to it and i found myself on that train ride it was you know it was an amtrak chain so smooth it's like not that loud <laughs> it's a nice head bones you know mm-hmm. I, I put it on I listened to it from beginning to end, and I remember just being like, "I gotta listen to that again." You think about go back in your mind and you think about like the musical memories that you have. They're not just you listening to the music; it's you linked to a place. You're at a place exactly, and yes, in a si- exactly. situation that you're remembering that music, and that's what that's what makes it no visceral, visceral and, no and exciting yeah and it goes back and, even way further than that you know like i can remember listening to master of puppets on cassette of course like, that i bought from tower records in sure. 1995 you know but that's yeah that's my point is that the place is gets so it gets so attached to the first place you were when you gave it a full listen yeah that's why I just I just don't do it on work trips yeah. because what if the work trip sucked? And g- genuinely, I've had that. I've had albums that I listened to yeah. and like it ended up being a bad circumstance outside Fair of enough. that. And I still and I, I mean I love the album, but it's like it still just takes Fair me enough, back. Fair enough, but I would go that. back to like yeah. on on the flip side of that, Sharon Van Etten. The first time I listened to that that full album that we did a whole early, you should check yeah. it out was on a work trip at Infocom in like 2016, and I can uh-huh. remember that. Like in my mind, I can I I know what the room felt like when I listened to that mm-hmm. album for the first time, and that yeah. to me is like yeah. the most special thing, like mm-hmm. linking that album to a visceral feeling. That's but a good the point. funny thing about all of this is that you know, like I I'm like a quasi audiophile. I just know enough to be dangerous and to piss myself off that I don't have real high quality equipment. But you do get angry. I, I, yeah. I get so angry. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but uh, but my wife, what's funny is like, I'm like, okay, I have a nice turntable. I have a nice preamp. Mm-hmm. Two nice sets of headphones we can both listen to these albums on. She still gives me <laughs> She was like, was that, was that record like scratched? Was it like, was it bad? I'm like, well, it was, it was like, a little damaged. I wouldn't say it was near mint. It was definitely good plus. Yeah, yeah. Very good plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah good plus, good plus. <laughs> Wait, was that was the EQ messed up on she that? She was giving like, me because I was like, no. <laughs> I have oh, the headphones going out of a splitter, right? And she was oh, like, yeah. I can tell the yeah. difference between when the headphone, when one headphone is is in, and when two headphones are in. I'm like, Ooh. you gotta be kidding me! You, but see, that's the thing. Like, that's opening a can of worms for her. <laughs> She's an mm-hmm. audiophile in waiting. <laughs> well, you know what? It's it's so funny because so often it's the people who aren't the audiophiles who notice. Yep, yep. You, people you know? surprise themselves and us. Yeah. yeah. I will say one very very last thing. I promise. But we all we all know, and and this is again with the theme of the art of making a record. We've yeah. all of us have been in in the situation where you're trying to make a great record, right? You know, mm-hmm. and that's all anyone really wants to do. That's not, that's not necessarily true. 
obviously there's people now that are just focused on making the single. Sure. You know, but we are in the camp of people who are so hungry for great albums, great great albums, because we want, because we know that it's, it's like a movie. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a cohesive idea that spans multiple songs and how they connect it and where things overlap and how themes get brought back in. It's, yeah, it's a freaking journey. Yes, exactly. it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, and it, 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 it's a picture into the mind of an artist at a particular point, and you can't sum it up in one <laughs> song. Okay? Right. You just can't. You know what I mean? Agreed, agreed, so, agreed, I, agreed. So, I, agreed. That's, it. that's with, it. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think Thank we're you. with you. Oh, Perfect. Whew. Well, that was great. All, All right. right. So we'll see you guys next week. No, wait. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of bad impressions of great albums. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I I reached back into my archives. I remember when I was uh, finishing my degree at UMBC, for whatever reason, uh-huh. their library had a big sale and was getting rid of a bunch of their old periodicals. And so I picked up oh. a bunch of old classic Rolling Stones. Um, nice, bro. So I was going back through some of them just because it cracks me up to like see records Hmm. reviewed in their time and Mm -hmm. to see how they are received now and so that sent me down this whole big rabbit hole so i thought what i would do was do a bit of a a variation on a theme proposed by mr greg loman he uh has has done a couple review the review segments i thought i Mm -hmm. would do vintage (laughs) review the review okay Vintage. <laughs> Retro. Old school. Why are you talking into a well? Old school. Oh yeah. Well, I wanted to capture that vintage vibe. I had to. I was actually singing. You had it the first I was time. singing into a well. What do you? What do you think it's going to oh, well. sound like? <laughs> oh well, indeed. Uh, oh well. So well. <laughs> this is vintage review the review where I go back through <laughs> old articles and old album reviews. Um, I love it. By, in this case, it's going to be Rolling Stone. I'm going to put Rolling Stone a a, a little bit on the spotlight. The uh, the first Pitchfork. (laughs) Pitchfork wasn't around then. What's funny about that, Greg, is that in, like, doing this research, I have found that Rolling Stone was to Pitchfork as Pitchfork is to us now. Yeah, it's Pitchfork 1.0. Like, I I mean, seriously, like, the way people thought about Rolling Stone and the people who were, like, I don't know, music fans who didn't necessarily like I get I guarantee you I would have hated Rolling Stone if I was around oh, in yeah. nineteen seventy one. It's funny. I was not. It's funny because it, it, it was in high school. It was in high school when like it shifted because I always thought Rolling Stone was this stupid crappy jerk off magazine. 
based. I thought it was probably, cool. Probably on like it was probably entirely based on like my dad's anger, the Rush reviews. I thought it was cool, man. No, I know until yeah. I started reading it myself as it applied to, uh, to yeah. our okay. generation, and then I was like, oh no, this is great. Oh my god! But I, I think my dad just hated it because they probably trashed Rush albums in the seventies. Right, they probably like did. Yeah, my, my, my buddy, yeah. Uh, my buddy Sam bought me a subscription for my uh, birthday one year. And God bless him, because like the first oh, issue that cool. came had Jenny McCarthy on the front. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> no, anyway, is that a week no. alone. <laughs> a week? No, you want to you want to talk about some wax being wasted that week? <laughs> ah. Wow. Anyway. So yeah. so swing. <laughs> so like Schwing. looking back at some of these classic old Rolling Stone reviews, like it's clear they were trying to be too hip for the hipsters. Like, they were trying to be the early pitchfork where it's like, listen, you think you know what's hip? We're going to tell you what's hip. You know, yeah. but like, right, right. inevitably, those things fall flat. So I just wanted to, like, bring this out. Of course, this is me being a critic of a music critic, which is even worse than being a critic of music. No, it's not. It's not. No, okay. Thank you, Greg. Thank I, you. I, I pre- yes. <laughs> I, I think they need to be criticized the hardest. So anyway, I just... That's me. Big props yeah. on this. I, I actually found... Uh, Rolling Stone themselves <laughs> published a, a very funny article in, uh, let's see, this is 2016, called 10 Classic Albums That Rolling Stone Originally Panned. So kudos to uh, them on like um, going back and, and seeing that they, they did make some mistakes. But um, for a more, you know, visceral take on this, I'm going to go to this uh, uh, WordPress blog site. It's called Real Harmonies, R-E-E-L harmonies.wordpress.com, and they have this great, great article called The Top 15 Bullshit Album Reviews That Rolling Stone Had the Balls to Write and Publish. Yeah. Which <laughs> is just <Wow>. fantastic. <laughs> That's great. So I just wanted to, to run through a, a, a couple of these and get your guys' hot takes on these. Um, right. And just, again, especially for you, Nick, try to imagine like Pitchfork... If, if this was Pitchfork writing about a current album. I like Pitchfork. Right, okay. right. That's what, we're trying to cor- that's what we're trying to correct here. Oh, I see. All right, so the wow. first one on the docket here is The Rolling Stones' Sticky Fingers. Mm. I know no one's heard okay. of this album. It's a very obscure album. It doesn't have any hits yeah. on it at all. Nope. Right. The, uh, the review was written in 1971 by John Lown- Landau, very famous rock critic. And I'm just going to... Never heard of them. A <laughs> couple <laughs> highlights here. As I listen to Sticky Fingers for the first... Who's the band? Who's <laughs> the band? As I listened to Sticky Fingers for the first time, I thought, well, Brown Sugar was good, but not that good. I certainly hoped it wasn't the best thing on the album. As it turns out, there are a few moments that surpass it, but it still sets the tone for the album perfectly. Middle-level Rolling Stones competence. There's that wow. snark. All right, I'm uh, going to do some ellipses here. I suppose somewhere along the line, they thought of calling the album Dead Flowers, which would have justified this cut's presence at some level. Despite its parodistic, parodistic intentions, the mere thought of the Stones doing straight country music is simply appalling, and they do <laughs> it so poorly, especially wow. the lead guitar player. Ooh, Keith. Mm. Well, Wait, okay. no, on Keith, that one, it's Mick Taylor. Mick oh, Taylor playing. Sorry. That shows how much I know. <laughs> playing an incredible lead guitar on Dead Flowers. One of the oh, best sorry. cuts on that entire album. 
Are you kidding Wait, me? Is that is, is bitch on that? Record? Yes. Yes. That's a good one. Yes. That's like that entire album yeah. is incredible. Yes. <laughs> it's <laughs> off the charts. Good. Yeah. Are you kidding yeah. me? I have a, I have that one on wax as well with the Andy Warhol with the zipper, zipper that destroys all the albums yeah. next to it. Yes. <laughs> that's why I put, that's why I put it in the sleeve. <laughs> no, but this is just a pretty good example of like, like they're almost going out of their way to like, just be snarky. I, I, yeah. I don't even know what to say about this. Like, for you to be so off the base on this album, which is not difficult to get, it's really, really, really straightforward and awesome. Awesomely straightforward. Pretty accessible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. I wanted to, to pay homage to this because we mentioned it in the last episode. Hawkwind. Right. I know, I saw Hawkind. this. I saw that too. And some of us Hawkind, <laughs> Space Ritual. I've never heard of them. I've never heard of them. I hadn't heard of them either. I still haven't. And, and we, we all three of us made the collective boneheaded error of not realizing that Lemmy from Motorhead was in Hawkwind mm -hmm. at the time that this Space Ritual album was released. <laughs> it's funny because we, okay. we, we, we had just like praised how great Motorhead yeah. is. And then we're like, who's this, who's this guy? Band? Hawkwind. What? Huh? Hawkwind. <laughs> Seriously, we like Amazing. behind the scenes, like that evening, I texted Greg and I was like, "Oh God, I just now remembered that yeah. Lemmy was in Hawkwind." Oh, jeez, yeah. yeah. boy was boy was my face. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh well. So uh, let me just give you a, a little glimpse from that. You never see any Hawkwind albums in bargain bins because they never get there. Ooh. Wow. Brutal. At the very least, <laughs> Hawkwind's continued existence proves that someone out there is still doing acid. Yes. So not only are they dissing on Hawkwind for existing, they're dissing on their own like their own subculture of people who do drugs. Like I just don't, I don't understand. They're just being dicks. That's all there and, is to it. And you also, you don't know, like you don't know who's listening to Hawkwind, right? Right. It could be it could be a bunch of sober people and you know we're, we're like yeah, yeah but you know you know but we will characterize current day music based on that kind of stuff I yeah it's the guy's a douche I agree <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying all right I, I'm gonna skip forward to um uh one of the first reviews by Mr Lester Bangs Ooh, okay I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with he's yeah. a pretty famous no. critic. Never heard of him. He was eventually fired by Rolling Stone for writing crappy reviews like this. But uh -huh. this is the very first <laughs> the very first Black Sabbath album. Ah, uh, garbage. Ooh. Okay. Entitled Black Sabbath. Oh. Containing yeah. the song. Oh well there's there's so many of them. Black Sabbath. Oh, okay. Black Sabbath. Yeah, it's yeah. just one uh, of those you know, it's like Bad Company it has a song called Bad Company on the album Bad Company okay. by the band Bad Company. <laughs> well uh, side. Tangent. Yeah. Anyway, it's a good first album play. Yeah. <laughs> this this was before they started assigning stars, so they just assigned this the rating unfavorable. Ooh. Really? <laughs> yep. So yeah, nobody listen nobody listens to that album. Right? No, no, not Black Sabbath. <laughs> no, not the first one, especially. Uh, mm -hmm. So here's here's a couple uh, key uh, takeaways. The whole album is a shock. A shock. A shock. <laughs> Despite the murky song titles and some inane lyrics that sound like vanilla fudge, that's what they were ooh, going for. Relevant. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I do like I do like vanilla fudge a little bit personally. Anyway, okay. Like, as a dessert, <laughs> <laughs> pay the, the organ. The organ sound. Now this quote doesn't work unless you 
listen to it in, in you know in, in toto so let me uh let me start back toto some good. inane <laughs> some inane lyrics that sound like vanilla fudge paying doggerel tribute to alistair crowley mm. the album has nothing to do with spiritual spiritualism the occult or anything much except stiff recitations of cream cliches that sound Ooh. like the musicians learned them out of a book grinding Ouch. on and on with dogged persistence vocals wow. are sparse most Ooh. of the album being filled with plotting bass lines over which the lead guitar player dribbles wooden claptonisms from the master's tiredest cream days so not only does he s on tony iomi he also gets in a backhanded like F you mm-hmm. to Eric Clapton. That's why you're angry. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's funny, man. It's funny that they would bring up Vanilla Fudge. Yeah, I guess. I know, because they were hot. Yeah. That was the yeah. jam. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, can I, can, can I throw in a really quick little Roger Waters story? Yes. No. Wait. He was, yes. Of course. In, of course. In, in, in a rehearsal, he was like, he was, he was screaming at the organ player. He's like, Make it sound like vanilla fudge. <laughs> <laughs> and then when the guy got it, when the guy was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and I guess he just needed like the, um, what's, what's the word for that? There's a word for draw, like draw the bar draw organ. Yeah. yeah. yeah where everything's just maxed out. Yeah. Like, ah, yeah. And he, he believe, got this. I time. believe the term is pulling out all the stops. Ooh. That could be it. That could be it, my man. So, so, so. And so, but, but whatever he did, he got the tone. And as soon as Roger heard it, he was like, oh, it's the fudge! <laughs> <laughs> there it is! Good. It's the fudge! It's the fudge! It's got the fudge that's it's eluded me for so long! <laughs> exactly. Anyway, sorry. I, 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 I like to know what <laughs> That's all right. Anyway. That's all right. Yeah. So, uh, continuing on in the same vein, this is from 1969. Uh, this is a dual review by Langdon Winner and John Morthland of Ooh. Santana's debut album oh never heard of him yeah 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 it certainly hasn't gone down in rock history as a classic example of you know you know afro beats you know and uh fusion latin and cuban yeah latin cuban. Cuban. just world just world awesomeness world world music being brought to the masses so l- l- right. let me tell you what uh, rolling stone thought uh, at the time in 1969 maybe it's just a coincidence that santana and speed became popular at the same time <laughs> Whoa. Maybe not. At any rate, their quote-unquote long-awaited album is definitely a speed freak's delight. Fast, <laughs> pounding, frantic music with no real content. Ouch. And no I, real content. It's a part that really... And that's terrible enough. I mean, that's really, really an awfully bad review of an album. But sure. let me continue. Santana, <laughs> the album is largely an exercise in rhythm. Yuck. Lots of drums and drumming. Mm. Wow. Now, why is that a critique on a Santana album? I want to know it's why it's a took... Santana album. Well, how did it take two guys to come up with this crit- criticism? Right. Well, how did they agree <clears throat> on that? Yeah. Give them drums plus congas plus timbales. Oh my, they're, they're saying this in a sarcastic way. Like, that's like something that should be totally avoided at all times or that they're doing it in like this hipster way that like f you are you kidding me yeah. what other album yeah. sounded like the santana de- debut album name right. one for me 
No, it's it's it's, it's it was groundbreaking. <laughs> you know, and uh, how? Why would you diss? I you know I mean it, honestly rhythm, seems like they're taking like... <laughs> issue with like Latin influence. To be honest, I mean I'm not trying to make it something it's not, but like really That's they're just like going I mean, after. Like, what's with all these I mean, drums honestly, going on? Like, what the hell is whoa, this? Whoa, they, 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 they got a cowbell going they're, on in there. They're, they're, they're waging a war against the clave. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Which is really just a stick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It goes back to my my internal instinct of just, like, these critics are just these bitter people that wanted to be musicians on certain and just days. couldn't hack it you know, but <laughs> on I, their days you know what I, mean? I think about i think about jim talking about talking about reviewing uh fiona apple like and, and he even said like it was a bad day i wrote it it was too snarky and i got called out for it like these are people and what and where they were and what was going on in their lives when they listened to this now that doesn't i'm not making an excuse but yeah. that's actually why i find it enjoyable because I a lot of times don't agree with the reviews that I read, but it's like, man, what bad place is this guy in right now or girl in right now where right. Like, who just who just yeah, exactly. Well, and it's, I think I think to me like when I was growing up, I guess the reason why this resonates for me is that like I really took a lot of stock in like rock critics. And that's that's shame on mm-hmm. me, I guess, but like when no. I when I looked up album reviews on all music, like this guy's take on the album was really going to color my perception of the album, you know, for, and I, and I guess I knew that, but I still respected him enough to like set me down the right path on, on thinking about this album. But yeah, you're absolutely right, Nick. You know, like these are human beings that are trying to generate clicks, you know, back in the day, they're trying to generate headlines for their magazine some buzz about you know, the yeah. have you read the Rolling stone review <gasps> and, yeah. in, and until you get into the real world and you like realize that that's their agenda and they do have an agenda and they're not perfect and they're not geniuses and until you realize that like it, i don't know that's that's the reason why i wanted why i like this review the review segment yeah it's because oh, it's yeah. just like it's just shining a light on the fact that these are just guys talking about music and their opinion is not necessarily any better or worse than yours not at all <laughs> no, no not at all never no the, and never. i'll say i'll say that the other thing the reason why i i'll never read a pitchfork album before i listen to an album but i'll often go and look and see if they reviewed it because a lot of times there'll be some interpretation or some like some nugget that they pull out of some other song that i didn't hear or didn't listen sure. for and sure. i i get a ton of like i enjoy Somebody who is paid to listen to music, like what they thought about it, doesn't change how I feel about it. But they might have heard something. Think it paid? It varies. I think. So. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Nate. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. But, 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 but yeah, it's it's true though. I mean, they, they they may have heard something that you didn't catch, uh-huh. and will make you think about it a certain but my brain does a switch like if i read something i disagree with it doesn't make me angry i just think like huh what's wrong with this individual right now like what no no, do you know what i mean i would say i would say that's a more enlightened position than a lot of people look oh i i don't disagree and i i I agree with the the you know and the thing that does get me mad is because at this time well maybe not 69 but definitely in the 70s Rolling Stone very much had the ethos that we we can break you, like we can make yeah. your band, oh, or yeah. we can like we can we can tank you, and that that is yeah. some bull- like that's 
It is, and you know, I, I, I can again tell you that. Uh, I know it's. I think I mentioned this as on well. The, the very first review, the review, I believe I brought up this story just to rehash it super fast. But meeting this musician in Brooklyn who was like, "Yeah, I was in this band, and like things were going great, and then we put out a record, and Pitchfork hated it, and that was the end of the band." It's just like. Yeah. Really? That was the end of the band? That sucks. Yeah, we're, 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 t- we're talking about big-name albums that now that, you know, 40 years on, 50 years on, it looks of silly. course, yeah. you know, no one's going to listen, read Lester Bang's review of that Black Sabbath album or whatever and say, oh, well, Lester Bang's was clearly right about that, you know? <laughs> and mm-hmm. Rolling Stones themselves have released... But that's all in retrospect. Mm-hmm. And yes. and what we're not talking about here is... is the hundreds of little smaller bands that may have gotten lucky to get their album reviewed in Rolling Stone. Right. And because some guy didn't drink enough coffee that morning, you know, pans it, mm-hmm. and that's the end of their band. And that's the shame. I mean, that's the real shame of it. It is. It can be. It is. But ha- but is that, I mean, is there a place for music, crit- like, reviews then? I mean, what's... Of course. I love yeah. music reviews. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the thing, is, like, right. there's so much music coming out all the time, yeah, it's, it's like news. It's like political junkies, you know. Like, of right. course, people love reading news about politics. It's but if, if it's all if skewed. you don't yeah. read it with the lens of right. like this is coming from a perspective, mm-hmm. then you get all con- all kinds of mixed up. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. So to bring this whole thing full circle, I thought I would uh, do the cherry from this whole thing: a review from Mr. Ed Ward from 1969 of a little-known Beatles album called Abbey Road. Abbey who? It's called Abbey Road. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 obscure. You know, it's just kind of a one-off thing. But anyway, here's the the overall rating of this album was unfavorable. Okay. And uh, the album goes <laughs> Abbey Road. Yeah. <laughs> Idiots. What's it like? Well, I don't much like it, but then I have a thing about the Beatles. Uh, since Revolver, I've been buying their albums, playing them a couple times, and then forgetting about them. The last mm. album was admittedly exciting in places. This would be the White Album that he's talking about uh-huh. here, just as an editorial note here. Right. The last album was admittedly exciting in places, <laughs> but I still don't play it much because there's still too much stuff on it that should have been edited. Of course, the Beatles are still the Beatles, but that does tread a re- rather tenuous line between boredom, Beatledom. And bubblegum. <laughs> side. Wait. Wait, let me finish here. Side two. Yes. Is a disaster. This line. That's what I was this freaking say. line. I thought, I, 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 a I disaster. Could let you forget that line. This side line. two is a disaster. The, the, <laughs> begins. The side. The side two of Abbey Road <laughs> is a disaster. And why? How does it begin? The slump <laughs> begins with the with this song because. Oh. Which is a rather nothing song. Oh my god. It's a real misfire. The biggest bomb on the album is The Sun King, which overflows with these horrible sixth and ninth (laughs) chords. And finally. Wait, did he really say that? He doesn't say horrible. Oh, wow. Not horrible. He just overflows with sixth and ninth chords. Which, yuck. Oh my god. And finally degenerates into a Muzak sounding thing with Italian lyrics. Uh It's probably the worst thing the Beatles have done. Since they changed drummers. <laughs> Which just let that sink in. Because that is a burn on like majorly wow. deep levels. Okay. 
if you're not familiar with the Beatles history, just for the few of you that, that aren't, the last time the Beatles changed drummers was going from Pete Best to Ringo Starr. Right, which would have been... So that is just like a overall yeah. burn on Ringo Starr as a drummer. Yeah, big time. Yeah. What the F? Like, seriously. And and <laughs> let, 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 let's let's put it out there that the Abbey Road stuff is some of the, is some of Ringo's best work. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. No doubt. I'm not, I, I'm not even like the biggest Ringo fan. I, I do appreciate him in that. I, I, no, nobody would have fit that role better than Ringo. Dude. But the, but the one time where I'm like air drumming to the Beatles. It's Abbey Road. The second, is Abbey second Road? side of Abbey Road. It's the second side. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the hell is this guy thinking? So, yeah. yeah. So maybe, maybe one of the Beatles banged his girlfriend or something. That must be the it. guy definitely had a chip on his shoulder about the Beatles. My like, goodness. Overall. Whatever. So there you go. That's Vintage Review, the review. That's great, I think man. It's, Good stuff. To be fair, vintage review, the review. we're not big it. fans. But, um, but you know what? Of Abbey Road? It, it, I hate that I, album. I, I, Worst. I, 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 I love music critics when it's me. <laughs> <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Nah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move things along here. What I got are we listening to? to? Yeah, what are we yeah. listening to? Um, so I've been listening. This is funny. You know, we usually one of us has a vintage uh, throwback pick. Throwback pick, but all of our picks this week are from 2020 new albums. Mm-hmm. This is uh, an album by the guitarist from Wolfpack, Mr. Corey Wong. Mm, nice. Um, love his stuff, man. I just eh, just can't get enough of this guy. He's just so much fun and just really upbeat and great guitar player. And I love his tone. This is, is. Um, the opening track off of his album Elevator Music for Elevated Moods and the mm. name of the track is Golden. Looking all around at the people I see Everybody's living the dream Starring in the show that we film on our phones Taking photos for pretend magazines I don't want silver Don't want the bronze I won't play party I play the fonts Every time I see a shiny thing on a screen Maybe that could be me sound to it <laughs> seriously man no i've been <laughs> i've been like tracking on that like for some reason like smooth jazz from the late 70s and 80s is like hot right now it's fusion bro yeah, it's fusion. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's a little easy easy listening fusion <laughs> no, 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 but, 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 no I, it's yacht rock yacht rock it's, yes. yeah, 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 yeah that's absolutely. a little better but yeah. um 
but you know what's cool about those dudes is that they they take it over the top absolutely yeah you yeah. know and and he's a monster player dude yeah. he's great yeah, he's great yeah. and i love like the production on the albums it's just everything mm-hmm. is just like steely dan crisp yep steely dan clean like everything's I just, got its exact it, place exactly yep. exactly but uh yeah um heavily overproduced anyway. and hard to listen to all right dr <clears throat> cherry yeah uh, uh Unfavorable. Unfavorable. That's right. Unfavorable. <laughs> Speaking of oh unfavorable, God. Nick, what's your? Uh... I don't understand the segue at all. <laughs> sorry, bird clock. If if you um, don't respond to emails, you're gonna get an unfavorable rating with me. I I'm, see. I'm sorry, okay. I said. All right. What? Mm-hmm. You sent an email? Okay. All right. <laughs> there have been a couple. <laughs> Just call me and tell me to check my email. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. So we've got ways to listen to albums, right? Mm-hmm. We covered that. Okay. We've got, we've got reviews that totally missed the mark. So I, I actually, this past, I was thinking about this last week and I was like, this is kind of, cause I've got no source material. There's no articles that this is based on, but I was thinking, would this be a topic we could talk about? I, I'm curious to get you guys' thoughts though. So the concept of an album has, has very much been mm-hmm. tied to the restrictions of the media that it is printed or pressed or burnt or whatever upon, uh-huh. right? To, to some extent, like a 60, 75 minute track, like is your is your estimated length for an right. album. There used to be physical limitations on how long you could make an album. Yeah, and that wasn't so long ago, but the medium now is just, you know, streaming and, and download. So will albums, is there is there an argument to be made that Will albums continue to be made? What kind of innovations could be occurring or should be occurring with the fact that you don't have this time restriction? Mm-hmm. Like, like mm. what's 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 coming down the road? Like, can we can we kind of venture guesses and and more importantly, like with so much of it being like playlists and and dropping singles or a single with like a paired track um, or or an EP uh, with like you know a couple tracks, is the album gonna? Is that going to stand the test of time? Like, is that something, is that in and of itself, is the album, like, as a form, yeah. sustainable? Yeah. What do you guys think? <sighs> I could talk all night on this. I don't know, Greg, you want to uh, go? I'll, I'll jump in. Um, I would try to compare it to, like, a 300-page book, mm-hmm. you know? Those are still being made. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it's, whether it has to be made in that medium is debatable, but we know artistically and commercially that it's a, it's a size, it's a good size of consumption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, and I got to say like the, the first thing when, when, when you threw this out, out there, Nick, was that um, one of the first things that I thought of was, was dark side of the moon, which is considered, you know, obviously it's obviously one of the highest selling albums of all time. And also, has incredible artistic integrity mm-hmm. you know it didn't i mean it ha- i guess it has singles but not really and just money right money yeah so and i mean money's in seven seven more <laughs> time you know and it, it you know it it starts out with all these cash yeah. registers that that roger waters's wife had in a shed <laughs> you know <clears throat> anyway um the point is that um they made that record knowing ahead of time this is how it's going to be made. And so let's give the listener the experience, the, the maximum experience on that, that based we can, on that we can offer. 
based on that format. Right. And it's one of those cases where the limitations pushed the art. Mm-hmm. Yes, I yeah. totally agree. In, in my totally. opinion. Anyway, great. I'm glad you guys agree with that. And then and, and so much so that they knew that like one side would be over. So they kind of gave it like an intermission yep. almost. Yep. You know, and by the way, I, I, Bob Boylan, mm-hmm. yeah. who did the Tiny Desk Concerts, yeah. I don't mean to go off course here, but he was asked what his best, his favorite show of all time was. And this is a guy who goes to shows 365 days a right. year, right? He says the number one show he ever saw was Pink Floyd at the Kennedy Center. Oh, wow. Playing a, playing a piece of music called Eclipse, oh, in oh, quotation marks, which ended up being Dark Side of the Moon. Wow. Oh, wow. You know, he's like number one. <laughs> like, sure. I've never seen a better piece of, you know. But they they still put it out on wax, made sure that each side had a cohesive arc. Yes. That's that's what we're really talking about here is the arc. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 a three it's a structure. It's like a three act structure that you can do when you make a record. But you could do and that potentially in a digital format too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You don't have to ignore that at all. If any, but but the limitations are you can make an album that's ninety nine tracks that's like six hours. The caretaker thing that you brought up was that, how many hours is that thing? Uh, six, six, yeah. seven, six hours, six and a half. Yeah, you know, I mean, you couldn't do that with vinyl. Right. I mean, that, that's all I really have to say about it is that like the the medium does provide a an extra limitation. Yeah, whether it's vinyl or whether it's the MP three, there's a whole new set of limits that you have to work around yeah. as an artist yeah. and that's part of the that's part of yeah the deal no i totally agree and and there's something to that i mean it, there's a famous kind of i don't know if it's an anecdote or not but that they made the length of the first cd the reason why it's 74 minutes or whatever it is is so that you could fit the entire one of beethoven's full sonatas yep. on it that you right. could never do on on vinyl Mm-hmm. And so that's why they shot for that that particular mark. And so I think whether you're going back to classical music or whether you're going back to vinyl, there's a reason for time limitations. You know, there is a certain amount of time that you can set aside in an evening to really give an album your full attention. You know, right. going to and listening to The Wall, mm-hmm. say, is a very, you know, that might be only something I do can do on the weekend. Right. <laughs> Right. You know, it's a That's bigger four records, right? It's bigger investment of time if you wanted to ex- experience that as as a full experience. Um and I think that is one of the reasons just this is just my opinion that records have stayed as a format for so long is that the time is is so perfect. You know, you have yeah. maximum if you really smash it in there you get about 26 20 27 28 minutes per side maximum Mm -hmm. and anything past that you're really compromising the quality of the sound so you have you know at maximum maybe a 50 minute listening time which is just about perfect for any of us you know and you look at the majority of albums even once rockers in the 90s were releasing stuff just straight for cd they're still aiming for that 12 to 14 songs about 45 minute you know anything more than an hour if you see it on an album is like uh, I don't know if I'm in for that or not. Yeah. So I think there's definitely but something. But wasn't something that, to that but wasn't limitation. that also like the expectations of like you could fill this entire record up and he only gave me a 20 minute. Like there is something underwhelming yeah, no, about no. a 20 minute record where you're like, damn, flipping, that's short. Flip, flipping the sides is, <laughs> is 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 definitely a 
downside, but I think there's just kind of like a, it was maybe a coincidence, but maybe by design that, you know, about 45 to 50 minutes is about the max amount of time that the average listener is going to want to spend listening to a, to an album. And so I think that there's definitely um, an advantage to that that particular time frame. But to your to your question, Nick, I don't know that the album as an art form is going to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. I really don't. It, like, it, I want it to. I think mm-hmm. all of us do. Of course. Because that's what we're used to listening to. But I don't know that it will. I honestly don't. As long, well, I, I would be fine with it if it was replaced by something similar in concept. Like, I'm glad you brought up classical music because they don't, like, you know, composers did not in any way, shape, or time, or, or, you know, it would basically be the the length of the, like, the duration of the concert was, was kind right. of the limitation that they had placed upon them. And as I understand it, but I I would love to actually know more about why the length of a, of a vinyl record is what it is, but I'm pretty sure that came down to the amount of like high fidelity sound they could get with a 33 and a third revolutions per minute. Oh, it absolutely you know, is. How much yeah. space but they you can could basically also, occupy. You can make that record as big as you want to, right? But then you I mean, got to sell did... a turntable to play it on. Yeah. No, I'm saying it's a confluence of events that arrived us at this mm-hmm. kind of, it, I'm not saying it's a magical number, but I'm just saying it's like, that's about in the right range of what the average person is willing to sit down and listen to for an album. 45 to 50 minutes and that just Mm. happens to be the right you can get a really nice sounding album Mm -hmm. on an lp in around that time frame it's just kind of a confluence yeah right but then if if you can't fill it then that's what 45s are for (laughs) right (laughs) yeah interesting fact i don't know if you guys knew this or not but you know where the term album comes from no it's actually from old 78s so 78s were the old like gramophone style Mm -hmm. records also 12-inch, but they played at 78 R- RPMs, so they were only able to get a couple of tracks on each side. It was much less than 20 minutes. And so they would have, if you wanted to, to buy a Miles Davis album, you would actually have to buy an album of records. Oh, it was a wow. pack, and it was sized to sit aside your picture albums on your shelf. Oh, because it had, had like a binding and everything. Right, right, an actual yeah. album. Because the old 78s came and like they they were they were like in a they had a bound yeah cover that contained all the records wow. exactly. Can I ask you guys something? Is there any logic to were there any limits with tape in the olden in the olden days? How old of recording? Um, let's just say I'm I'm, I'm thinking about this Tom Dowd documentary where he was recording Ornette Coleman. Mm-hmm. And he started running out of tape during a session mm-hmm. but like calmly like figured out how yeah. to get like Catch more tape reeling, going yeah, yeah it's more yeah. about tape speed really right but i guess you could just you could just keep going with tape that wasn't ever yeah i mean it's the size of the size of the reels is really the physical right. limit there the diameter but, of the reel okay. yeah i mean yeah. they would chain them no that, but i was just thinking about that that anecdote that i heard where like oh like we're not going to capture this entire improvised fury that we're at <laughs> Coleman's laying down right now yeah. but he ca- he was able to as the engineer like calmly add another <laughs> reel of tape and capture it yeah Thank God. that's just him being yeah. a boss really I mean yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah he, right right, right. Ahead and, okay and realizing but yep, it, so I mean there mind. was yeah. a physical limitation but it was certainly longer than the 20 minutes aside to an LP you right. know so I don't know like there's been some like interesting concepts that have come out in the past couple of years and not to 
I mean, John Mayer is, is one that he released his last album as like a series of like four, what I think what he called episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he released them over a series of months and it was just like one or two tracks in each episode. And those were supposed to con- constitute a full album. Yeah. Right. But at the end of the whole thing, it just ended up so to be a, a 45 minute regular album. So right. is it now available in that format or as is, a, it, as is a it the individual? Fo- yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It was it was packed together. No, no, you, pack- can, you, can, you can only listen to the first episode and answer later. Right. No, <laughs> no, no, I meant I'm like, sure, I meant there's a show up as four individuals, right. shorter albums. Not anymore. Um, no. Oh, okay. no. oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it, it's interesting because we are in a, in a, in an era where it's like, what do you do to stand out? Yeah. Or to yeah, take advantage of the fact that you don't have this physical limitation. I almost feel like there's a generational component that once oh. it's forgotten that yeah. you only have 75 minutes to work with, like there's going to be a lot more interesting stuff that happen with, with with playing with the amount of time that you can because you don't have that limitation anymore. I totally agree. Um, right. But it's going to be interesting to see, like, I think the album as a concept, it's going to become less popular. I, d- I don't think there's any doubt in my mind about that but i i know that most musicians even new musicians that are way younger than us still look back to classic albums as a touchstone sure and that'll always be around and that will always be around so that's always going to be a guideline like somebody like take a guy like thundercat like his vision i imagine is probably not to release singles no he makes great great albums he wants to make albums right he wants to make a an art piece and and singles can be art pieces, but if you want to make an art piece as a musician, traditionally it's been an album, and I don't think that's going to go away. And the other thing too is that like it's important to make albums because you have to be able to have enough material to play a live show. Yep. Yes. Yep. You know, which is it, funny because it it's probably where the album length to some extent came from, which is the duration that you could sit on your butt in your butt in a in a in a in a live venue right. to listen yeah. to this composition. To yeah. the same artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the yeah. same voice. Sure. The same band. The same sonic yeah. spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you think about all the like the crappy gigs that most garage bands play at a at a show when they were able to do that pre COVID. Uh-huh. It's about forty five minutes. You know, it's a set. Yep. Show us what you got. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's a set. Exactly. And, um, I, you know, I, I, I keep coming back, though, to, like, the 300-page book or the two-hour movie. It's a totally apt analogy because the bottom line is, like, is four to six minutes enough time for an artist to convey the idea that they're trying to get across? Like, of course not. Let me, be, let me be a little bit more abstract. Like, the eight-pack of hot dogs. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like that's... That's how people consume this stuff. <laughs> That's how we consume hot dogs in packs of eight. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I just it, it, will it, it go? Does it go out of style? Yes, because like streaming comes in, all of a sudden you're like, I can just put out a single and get just as much attention that a full album would give me. And I don't have to come up with like eleven other songs. I can just have the one. I don't need twelve. I just I imagine yeah. I imagine having like. I had this moment where I imagined having a conversation with like maybe like a grandkid or something and them feeling like it's crazy that like I'm frustrated that the song that I really like that they play me 
doesn't have an album that it's a part of. <laughs> like, it was almost this, like, weird, like, I gamed it out as kind of like a, well, where's the rest of the album? And, like, what do you mean, pop-up? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, album? What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. And do, does that does that format persist as, like, a concept? Whether or not it's, whether the, what the, whatever the duration may be, I sure as heck hope so. Because for all the reasons we've mentioned over the past six hours or however long we've been recording. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> part of what the three of us love about great albums is that we know that once we get into it, it's going to take us on this journey. Yeah. And you can't do that in 10 minutes, 15 minutes. You just can't get there. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, you need the amount of time that it takes to get there. And for that reason alone, I am confident that it actually will remain an art form. And, you know, whether it's considered cool or not, that is debatable, (laughs) but we're going down with the ship either way. We're going down with the the ship. I believe it'll come back regardless, whether it goes out of style or, I mean, who knows, maybe, maybe, like it fades out Maybe. and then comes back in is like the is like the the thing the hipsters in thirty years are into. But, but, but the way the needle could move could be either way. It's like oh, it's not that like making less music is cool. It's like a, oh, an no, album that's only forty five minutes. Right. That's crazy. Dude, this, right, record, right, this, right. this record this record's six hours long, dude. Yeah. What, what day it. album are you putting on? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like I mean, and and that that makes me think of the caretaker thing that you brought up. Mm-hmm. Like that's cool. That's like, you know, it's like, but but at the same time, I'm like, damn, six hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know when I can listen to this stuff. So. But it, it's interesting regardless. It's an interesting topic to talk about for sure. Yeah. Well, I'd like to thank Sigur Ross for putting out a 24-hour album that my kids sleep to frequently. So oh, thank you. Nice. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah. Cool. Wow. <laughs> it's it's really stretched Long. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if anyone guys. out and if anyone out else out there is looking for you know audio to put your kids to sleep to, this may I suggest this podcast? Yeah. Oh. I, I Lola went to me. sleep. Yep. I, 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 I rely on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just put the dulcet tones of Greg and Nick on in the background. Yeah. Ben is out. <laughs> <laughs> Headbone. No, I, I, I just took a clip of the bird clock and just have that on repeat. Just on. Uh, just the birds tweeting. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, All right, just wow. smacked a bug. Well, thank you, you all so much. This has been a great episode, I think. <laughs> it is. If I yeah. may, if I may critique my own, if I may review my own review of the review. Review the review. Oh yeah, <laughs> no. a quality quality show coming up in a couple weeks, guys. We're coming up on one year of you should check it out. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. Yeah, no, it's I true. Am it's so true. excited. I know, right? We got to do something special for that. So, if you all have any ideas or have any uh, clips. Uh, that uh, you can think of that you have enjoyed listening to us from the past year, please send them our way. Greg, yeah, where, can, cool. where can the folks get in touch with us? We have a Facebook page yeah. and an Instagram page. Oh, wow. We're not on, we're not as active on Twitter yet, but I think in year in year two we will change that. Season two? Uh, Is this going to be season two? That's, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Let's call season. Let's call year two season two. Excellent. That makes sense. All right. Uh, wrapping up season one, but uh, yeah, you can find us, and also uh, you should check it out dot com. Yeah, That's our that has the links to get you everywhere. Else. Yes, yep. that, that'll get you everywhere else. You should check it out dot com. Anybody who's been listening to us this this whole time, you know, thank you for the for joining us on this ride. Yeah. 
and um, looking forward to a special celebration in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. No pressure. And lest we forget. No pressure. <laughs> Nick, you got a uh, song for us this week, huh? I do. I yeah. do. Um, a band that I really, really like, uh, the Dirty Projectors. Um, actually, the the guy, David Longstreth, he actually, he's taking 2020 to, he always works with different collab, like artists on his album. The Dirty Projectors is really just him and whomever he gets to join him for the next album. <clears throat> so what he did is he took different uh, members of the band and actually gave them their own like they put out an album with just that artist as the singer so he's on this which actually kind of reminded me of what you were saying about the john mayer concept i'm sure he just took it right from that <laughs> um but he's got uh so he's put out a couple of these uh, two at this point and the pick that i have for this week is uh, a song called self-design by the dirty projectors and we're gonna go on that one it's kind of a poppy r&b sounding thing but uh, it's good very cool. Do it. All right. Well, thank you, gents. We'll see you next week. Great week. Bye. Yep. Peace. Closer you come, closer to daylight Further, further you come, far away in the well and And I don't know why, and I don't know why Closer, closer to you come, closer to daylight Further, 